Welcome to episode 25 of the High School Huddle Podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. My name is William Wilkerson. You can find me on Twitter at Wilkerson underscore FWST. And I'm Brian Gossett. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gossett41. 25 episodes, you know, we're a quarter away from uh, the century mark. Uh, hopefully we can get there, but just want to give a shout out to uh, the listeners. Thank you all for uh, listening these last 25 episodes on the podcast. Uh, we're going to have another exciting one today. Talk some baseball and uh, softball, as well as soccer with the playoffs coming around, and then we'll dish out our usual top performers from the past week. Well, Brian, let's start off with our latest players of the week. Uh, Lake Ridge pitcher Tony Roby beat out Flower Mound pitcher Austin Wallace for baseball player of the week. Uh, What did Roby do last week to earn that nod? Yeah, uh, Tony's a uh, Texas State commit. Uh, Two-hit shutout and 13 strikeouts as the uh, Lake Ridge Eagles beat South Grand Prairie 1-0 on Friday, March the 15th. Austin Wallace, uh, who you like, he signed to Texas, there the you old go. Longhorn. One hit shutout and 18 strikeouts for the Flower Mound Jaguars in an 8-1 victory against Louisville. And then just someone in our backyard, uh, Burleson Centennial pitcher Jacob Metter, a TCU signee who won, helped the U.S. team win gold in this December in the Panama, uh, Panama Games. Came on third place with a 17 strikeout performance. Also drove in two runs against Everman. 17 strikeouts. Yeah, and he's uh, he's wow. had a couple of those last year. So wow, nothing new. No, I, I guess just another another day in the park for Jacob. Um, over on the softball side, Flower Mound catcher Bailey Brinick beat out Forney pitcher Savannah De Roche for softball player of the week. Uh, what did Brinick do last week, Brian? Yeah, Bailey's a. Uh, Midwestern State signee. She had a couple home runs, seven RBIs, and two wins for Flower Mound uh, on March 15th against Hebron. Had a home run and drove in five runs. Being out, De Roche, who is signed, uh, excuse me, committed to Kansas, just a junior pitcher for Forney, state champs last year, had three home runs in the week, uh, had two plus six RBIs and 11 strikeouts in the circle against Mesquite Poteet. And then Taylor Boyd came in third. She's the Stanford signing from Plano West. Uh, if I didn't have a poll and just picking players, I probably would have picked her. Uh, she had 29 strikeouts in 18 innings uh, in two games, including 19 strikeouts in, a, in an extra inning affair, 11 innings against McKinney Boyd, plus the go-ahead home run. So... Uh, some great, great performances last week in the softball world. You know, I just had an idea come to my head. Um, we need to get Brian in the, in the batter's box against some of these pitchers. I will pass. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to uh, some baseball, where you went out to watch Birdville and Colville Heritage on uh, March 15th, uh, you checked out Heritage shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. Let me stop real quick. Heritage is much more than Bobby Witt Jr. He's going to get all the praise, and, and rightfully so, but um, – Brian just wrote a story on Bobby uh, that is up on our website right now. You can check that out at dfwvarsity.com. Um, but they have so much talent on that team. Um, so I, I just want to uh, to get that in there. But um, I digress. And, and Bobby Witt Jr., the projected number one overall draft pick um, in the 2019 MLB draft, uh, he had another big week. Yeah, and uh, going to the previous week where we talked about it in last, last week's episode, 16-19 from the plate, four home runs, 13 RBIs uh, in five games. They were at a tournament there, the Panthers were. I mean, he just followed it up with, with a three-home run performance in two games against Birdville. They opened up district play um, with the weather the way it was last week. They actually played two on the 15th, um, and the game I went to was an afternoon game. 
the videos in the story on dfwvarsity.com he's batting leadoff and first pitch home run first pitch of the game home run uh out in right field and then followed it up in the nightcap with uh, two home runs and a couple rbis so he's just on this hot start and and like you mentioned uh yeah, you know, Heritage has a lot of talent. The senior class is heavy. Um, I think they have seven players that are either committed or signed. You know, Mason Greer, who's another, you know, former Texas Ranger kid, and Rusty Greer, he's he's an Auburn kid. So they, there are a lot of t- talent on that team. Uh, they've been close the last couple of years trying to make a state run. And after the game, talked to uh, Coach and as well as Bobby Witt. But here's uh, Coach Alan McDougall. On um, asked him about Bobby with all the stuff he was going through during the summer. You know, did he ever have to talk to Bobby about being humble and staying level-headed? And uh, this is what Coach McDougal had to say. Not with him. He's a different animal. Um, it's almost like he's been he's been groomed as he's been going getting this attention since he he was probably a freshman in high school. So. Uh, it would be common to think that, that he gets into that. And he is, he's such a team guy and just focused on trying to be the best he can be, but also trying to help, to help us be as good as we can be. So that's, that's luckily for the head coach, that's one thing I really don't have to talk him down. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Witt, like you mentioned, just very humble and he, he's on focused on the team, you know, with this MLB draft coming up, you know, projected number one, you know, he signed at OU. You know, I asked him, has he had any thoughts about either one? And no, he's just focused on heritage right now, focused on the state tournament. Hopefully the Panthers can, can win state. Um, that's all he's focused on this, this year, these next couple of months. Uh, but, you know, I did a couple of stories on Bobby last year. You know, he run, won the high school home run derby. He went to all these All-American games, Wrigley Field, San Diego, played at Gold Life. And just what that meant to be uh, have that opportunity to be in the spotlight and uh, this is what Bobby had to say after that uh, Birdville game last week. Getting to know like all the guys that I've played with all the best guys in the country and just kind of getting experience from that and just trying to get better day by day and just being with them and just being getting the opportunity to do all that's just truly a blessing and now here making senior year run at the state championship will be a lot of fun. So Heritage has six others uh, that are committed or signed to, vis- to Division One schools. Uh, those are All-State uh, catcher Nick Balzano, who is headed to Baylor, uh, pitcher Jacob Berger, who is headed to Dallas Baptist. Uh, as Brian had mentioned, Mason Greer, uh, the son of uh, former Rangers outfielder Rusty Greer, is headed to Auburn. Um, then you have Logan Britt, who is headed to Texas A&M, Jacob Guerrero headed to New Mexico, and Chandler Freeman headed to Dallas Baptist. So not only are these guys committed to Division One schools and any school um, that you can uh, get committed to and, and get that free ride is is amazing. Um, you know, but some of these names, I mean, Baylor, Dallas Baptist, Texas A&M, Auburn, uh, those, are, those are some of the, uh, the better uh, college uh, baseball programs in the entire country. So uh, that speaks to how, how loaded uh, Colleyville Heritage is. Yeah, and they, uh, they picked up a win on Tuesday, 15-0 against Saginaw. They're, uh, they're in the state rankings for sure. I believe they're 16-1 and on the season, uh, 3-0 and now in district. But, you know, Bobby's uh, – lead off like I mentioned now so it's it's interesting to see how other pitchers are going to start pitching to him whether they you know they want to begin the game with a walk or you know all these situations and and coach McDougal said it's 
it's really the other guys that are going to set this thing in motion, you know, sure. give the opportunity once Bobby, uh, if he walks or whatever, you know, see what the other guys can do. You know, I know that Birdville game I went to, you know, Bobby hits that first pitch home run and then uh, next batter up, Nick Balsano hits a home run. So just a lot of talent. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Uh, they went to the regional semis and then regional final the last couple of years. See if they can get over that hump and finally to uh, Round Rock. But moving on uh, again from Tuesday, uh, where I went to another baseball game, Keller Central, and Byron Nelson. Uh, Nelson's another uh, team that's off to a great start. But the Chargers hosted Byron Nelson for their strikeout for Cancer Night. Uh, it's their third third one. Uh, Nelson ultimately winning 4-0 to zero behind a two-hit shutout by senior Ethan Thomas. Uh, was scoreless there for five. Nelson finally gets three runs in the sixth inning, but really wasn't about baseball or district standings on Tuesday. It was about, uh, you know, this little girl, uh, third grader, Chloe Brandon, who is uh, nine years old. She pitched out the uh, first pitch, diagnosed with leukemia in December and, uh, you know, going through the, the chemo and, and whatnot and missing school. I think it's been uh, 80 days or so right now. But I'll be doing a story on her. Got some video there of her first pitch, some pictures uh, on DFWVarsity.com here in the next couple of days. But that was the biggest, biggest picture of all is just, you know, uh, getting the community to come around and support her. You know, her principal at uh, Lone Star Elementary came out. A lot of kids came out with uh, this blue baby blue shirts you know saying uh brandon braves uh that's her uh, for her last name brandon chloe brandon uh, but yeah I talked to coach kyle watson over at keller central and uh just about this whole experience and being being a part of the um uh, you know this cancer night and letting chloe come come and pitch uh the first pitch and this is what coach watson had to say third year of a strikeout cancer game um we, we, we kind of team up with uh, Cowboy, uh, Texas Cowboys Against Cancer, and uh, we have a game that's dedicated to uh, cancer survivors, and, and uh, we have a, a cancer survivor throw out the first pitch. And this year was extra special to us because uh, Chloe is, uh, goes to Lone Star Elementary, and that's a feeder pattern to our school. Right. So that was extra special for us. And uh, so look for that story on dfwvarsity.com, but real quick, back to uh, Byron Nelson. Uh, picking up another district win. They're 3-0. and They're also 15-3 and on the season. Uh, just a big performance from Ethan and uh, talked to Coach Mike Killian and Ethan Thomas after the game uh, just to see first with Coach uh, talking about how Ethan's been, you know, one of their studs the last couple of years and just another great performance by him. Been a big guy for us the last two years. And, uh, you know, he, he, he had a little trouble finding the strike zone early on, the first couple of innings, and then you know, he kind of dialed it in. And I think he retired the last 12 batters. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, you can't ask for anything more than that. Kept us in the ball game, a tight ball game. We finally uh, got some breaks offensively, and uh, yeah, he did a great job for us. And Ethan, a senior again, but he's uh, still looking around for, for a college. He's uncommitted right now, but uh, I'm sure uh, one lucky school will, will, will have him in the next year. But um, again, Complete game from him, shut out, two hits allowed, seven strikeouts. And uh, this is what he, he had to say about his performance last night. I struggled the first inning, obviously, and uh, I had to make an adjustment as I went forward. So I had to slow it down, really work on my mechanics. Got the slider to work, change up work, have the two-seam run. I mean, defense backed me up, so they hit a few hard balls, and we made plays. 
Oh, it's it's great because you see you see guys finally like square up the ball and it gives you that energy to actually like finish because you're kind of struggling trying trying to fatigue getting later in the game and then you have guys put up a performance like that it really gives you an energy boost and everyone feels great. Well, I, I think going back to uh, Keller Central uh, just just briefly, Brian, uh, you have to tip your cap to to them and for them recognizing uh, you know the cause there and, and giving Chloe uh, that opportunity to uh, to throw out that first pitch. I think that. That's going to uh, be something that she remembers for a very long time. So, uh, you know, kudos to Keller Central and all the best to Chloe in uh, in her fight. And I know that she will uh, she'll overcome this uh, this obstacle and um, uh, do great things. So, um, you know, moving forward, Brian, um, what about uh, some Grand Prairie soccer? Yeah, just a Tuesday rundown here with uh, the soccer action. March twenty eighth is when the playoffs start. So, just another week couple games left but Grand Prairie uh, picking up a 3-2 win against Lake Ridge they're now District 7-6A champs that's uh, the Grand Prairie boys soccer team Canada boys uh, 2-1 winner against Benbrook they extend their winning streak to five games Arlington with a big uh, 1-0 victory against Pasco to clinch a playoff spot and then LD Bell boys winning District 3-6A Sam Houston clinching a title for a third straight year uh, South Lake Carroll boys, who I believe improved to 19-0-1. They're district champs in 5-6-A, their first title since 2013. Uh, can't forget about the girls' side. They also clinched district. Uh, Taylor Tufts with a couple girls, a couple goals there. And then the South Hill boys uh, picked up a big 4-0 victory against Arlington Heights. This was a, a good matchup coming in. Heights had won in PKs in the first uh, matchup of the season. South Hills improves to 18 and 4. Heights drops to 17, 3 and 1, but both are tied for 12 and 1 in district, uh, with one game left. And then the Pasco girls, shout out to the girls soccer team. They clinched the playoff spot, first time since 2015, uh, 5 to 2 victory against Lamar. Gracie Jordan scored all five goals for the Panthers, so they're they are playoff bound for the first time in four years. And then moving on to the uh, Diamond, Alvarado had a 3-2 victory over state-ranked Midlothian Heritage. Uh, Waxahachie outlasted Cedar Hills uh, 6-5 in 11 innings. And then state-ranked Prosper continued to roll. Uh, they improved to 18-2 on the season after beating Plano East 14-3. Um, and then how about Natalie Castillo and South Grand Prairie softball? Castillo uh, had the no-hitter. She faced nine batters and struck out eight. I think that's I think that's good. Um, <laughs> Colleyville Heritage softball shut out Birdville ten nothing, and then Northwestern State signee Hannah uh, Hazel completed uh, had a complete game and eight strikeouts. So uh, you know, congratulations to all of those teams. Yeah, I'm just gonna run down a couple more from Tuesday night, just uh, soccer and softball. So just kind of keep up, little rapid fire here. Cannondale girls soccer, uh, one district, uh, six year in a row for them. You know, LD Bell soccer girls picked up a, a really tough uh, win against Trinity and uh, penalty kicks. You know, you had, uh, like I mentioned, the Salt Lake girls, they ended up winning 6-0 against Eaton. Keller girls 4-0 against Fossil Ridge and then Timber Creek 2-0 against Central. That's going to be an interesting uh, last game because Keller right now has a uh, one-point lead for the final playoff spot against Timber Creek. With again with one game to go, shout out to the Saginaw Boys uh, soccer team 4-0 against Chisholm Trail to clinch a playoff spot, and then the Chisholm Trail girls uh, solid 5-0 victory against Saginaw. Um, Eaton softball improved to 
17-1 on the season. Uh, got a big 6-3 victory against Denton Geyer. Matty Wright pitched uh, pitched a good game. Kenny Kreitz had four hits. Chelsea Blankenship had her first home run of the season. And uh, and then, you know, Lake Ridge softball uh, still f- tied for first in district play. Big 19-1 victory against Grand Prairie. So before we wrap it up, uh, Brian, what can the audience expect over these next couple of days? Yeah, like I mentioned, Chloe Brandon, uh, the third grader there from Lone Star Elementary, uh, strikeout for cancer night. Uh, we'll have a story here either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, might go out to Lake Ridge to talk to Jas- Jasmine Moore, who's the number one uh, track athlete in the country, committed, uh, excuse me, signed to Georgia. Uh, just kind of get some video of her. Uh, believe she does the triple jump and uh, long jump. And then Grapevine and Colleyville Heritage on Friday night over at Mustang Panther Stadium. Uh, they were renovating their, their football stadium there, and so they're going to have their sort of grand opening, if you will, and hopefully shoot some Facebook Live there. And also grand, uh, Grapevine Colleyville Heritage ISD, they do this thing with uh, special needs kids. They, they have, I think they have this basketball league, and they let the kids play basketball. Um, so I'm excited for Friday night to get uh, get all that action there as well as some good soccer games. Uh, Battle of the Red Rail uh, boys are at 6.30 and then girls should be for the district title, number one seed. That one's at 8. Uh, but before we go, you know, some sad news. Um, you know, former Alito running back Donnie Evans uh, unfortunately uh, passed away. Uh, I think it was Sunday night. Um, our colleague uh, Nicole Mana uh, did a story on that. Um, it's on StarTelegram.com. But he, you know, helping elite, elite football do what they did, believe he won a state title. Uh, he was on our um, our series, Title Town. So, um, you know, rest in peace, Donnie, and, uh, you know, prayers and thoughts to the Evans family. Yes, yeah, certainly. And, and for those who have not seen the story, um, be sure and check it out on uh, StarTelegram.com. It was a uh, a tragic passing to say the to say the very least um, but um, like Brian had mentioned um, he was a part of our title town series um, I know that uh, those who were involved with that said that uh, he was a he was a joy uh, to uh, to be around so uh, rest in peace to you Donnie um, I, that'll do it for uh, for this episode um, thank you again for uh, hanging around with us uh, this time next week uh, I think Brian Gossett will still have a perfect NCAA bracket intact uh, mine will be in shambles as of uh, this time uh, you know tomorrow yeah <laughs> so, I'm rooting uh, for Duke who, yeah. who do you got um, well since uh, Texas is in the NIT um, and struggling uh, no I'm, I'm, I'm kidding I uh, I like North Carolina a lot. I like Michigan State a lot, um, but it's it's really hard to uh, to go against Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, uh, Trey Jones, and uh, and Coach K. So I'm going to have to go with Duke as well. I I think they're the the, the best team in the country for and away. So um, it should be an incredible uh, incredible next. Uh, next three or four weeks so um again thank you again for uh uh you know sticking around with us and hearing me uh mumble my way through this uh this podcast Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see you next week